It's Stevie's playtime until we're finished, effectively. That's true. Uh, so expect squeaking, and if you don't play with her during her playtime, she's just used to her routine. She kind of goes, which sounds like a growl, but it's not. It's a very, it's a very kind of personable. It's like, why? <laughs> um, so she likes that. So uh, yeah, I, I assume she'll participate. I don't know if you can hear that. There was chop. one of those dogs that reminds me. I, I, you won't remember that's life. A program on BBC One on a on a no. Sunday evening. Esther Ranson used to used to. Um, present with a load of different uh, guys it was a consumer a, a consumer affairs program effectively right but they had these little funny bits and one of them was a dog saying sausages and it wasn't that your your dog uh, squeaking away there it was one of your dogs that they got it and it just went rah, 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 rah. she talks she talks like a human um there's so many different barks there's um tennis ball bark which, which in fairness is annoying and it's like <laughs> Um, and then the intruder bark is rawr, rawr, it's really lengthy right um, and then cat specifically is oh, rawr, rawr. it's right. um I see a cat it's, <laughs> it's, it's, we know all her different she's really vocal she's the most vocal dog I've ever met but she has such a range and the other day we heard her uh, we were watching TV she was in the kitchen and she started howling so I knew something terrible had happened to her uh, she, I've never heard that type of howl before. It was long, and it was about like a ten-second howl. She was in absolute distress, and we came out and uh, just ran out because I thought the dog had dislocated the hip or something. And what had happened is she put her tennis ball into one of my shoes and couldn't get it out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the saddest thing that has ever happened to anyone ever. I was thinking this is a long story. Can we leave this in? That's worth leaving in. <laughs> Yeah, poor Stevie. Uh, yes, right. Well, we're, we're officially running. Can we do a couple of quick things first? Uh, yes. Mel, Mel won't be able to do social media. Mel won't be able to do any social media on Saturday. She is uh, otherwise engaged. And she texted me last night and said, well, maybe maybe Neve could do some text on Saturday. Uh, I just yes. went back with, ha! <laughs> <laughs> yes, you yes. can do text. That's going to happen. Yes. Yes. There'll be pictures of my dog. You know, there'll be pictures of my dog. <laughs> exactly. And then, That's all it'll be. And then we ignored Kevin last week, and he and he came back in it. And it's a, it's a very fair point. The week I was off, right? The week I was away, and that was the reason we didn't do uh, a, a gig that week. Um, he said, "Why not do a best of?" Now, That's not a bad idea. I, it is but a good that idea. That would take a whole lot of editing. It's it's not actually actually that difficult. We could get one of the lads to do it in here. But the, the issue I have with it is right, and I, I I listen to various podcasts, and when I get a best of, I know all the bits. I I am the same, and I, I actively avoid that episode. Yeah, because I'm quite a little stalker about podcasts. Like I don't listen to like one or two. I listen to the season. Oh yes, exactly. I get really into it, and I become really good friends with the presenters, and they don't know who I am, but. I like to think somewhere they do. They know you, Neve. They're your friends. They know me. They're yeah. your friends. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, the, the best of is a good idea. But that, that's my only issue with best ofs, that I already know all the bits and I know what's going to happen next. So, um, but plus, was, as you say, it was probably laziness as much as anything that uh, said we wouldn't do that. But it would actually work very well do you think? Well, format. Well, we're in 42 now, episode 42. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what you call dedication. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're getting your last wear out of your summer clothes today, you were saying? Yeah, it's the last day that I'll be able to wear them because it's unseasonably warm and it feels like it's going to be stormy or something. Oh, very but, true. Uh, 
Yeah, because this is the time of year. I don't go on my holidays in summer. I go on my holidays at the end of September. Well, hold on for a second. What about all the witness protection program weekends where you were away? I don't consider those holidays. I consider those working visits. Okay. Can give you hear it. that? Yeah. <laughs> give, give us the that logic. Give us the logic there of the working visit. Someone's whining because she wants tennis ball. Mm. Um. Yeah. The uh, anything to do with witness protection, I'm not. Um. I'm not including that in my holidays for the year. I don't want to miss out on my beach time. Okay. That's. But 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 hang on for a second. Though on those holidays, you were on the beach. <laughs> you weren't. It wasn't foreign. It was in Ireland, but you were on the beach. That's true, but my thing is, because summer's over, I actually have always, probably because I didn't grow up in Ireland, an Irish summer's always been a novelty to me, because when you get a great day in Ireland, it's majestic. Yeah. So, I've always loved it. So, we always, mom and dad are in Galway, and we go to Connemara, and be on the beaches, and it would be amazing, and I don't mind the cold. Um, I'll have a good day anyway. Yep. I know a place where they do a really good toasty afterwards. Good cheddar. Yeah. And thank you, Randstone. And, uh, You're giving all yeah. your, your witness protection program things away, you know. <laughs> I don't go there anymore now. I would <laughs> oh. say you have to move on to the next, Obviously. The next witness protection location. <laughs> um, yeah, so my thing is that I'd always go for go for an off-peak, off-season holiday at the end of September when it's 25 degrees in the Algarve, no yeah. one's around, and I yep. go and I have an amazing two weeks where I eat fish. Uh, well, I haven't been doing that for the last two years. So yeah, it's, well, it was my way of saying goodbye to the summer. So I need something at the end of September. So all I've got this year is I'm wearing a summer dress in October. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's all I've got this year. That's as good as it gets, Neve. We're uh, that's so as good as it gets. We're six minutes in. We should probably do the business piece. Oh yeah. Hello. Hmm. Produ- producer welcome. producer in here says, "Would you do the Would you do the intro?" Hello and welcome to look at will you listen podcast with two old radio heads going through six subjects in about 30 minutes with their opinions and stories thrown in and we've already thrown in stories and opinions so you're getting your you know more bang for your book today. exactly let me tell you we don't know what each other's subjects are that's the bottom line of it and you can contribute at look at at uniquemedia.ie or tweet look at podcast on twitter okay so that's that piece out of the way that's that <clears throat> do we want to start we start with current affairs my current affairs is not very current affairsy surprise that's not like you uh, <laughs> But I love politics. <laughs> um, so this is from the Irish Times this week, and it makes a lot of sense to me now. Uh, Lord of the Rings orc modeled on Harvey Weinstein as an FU to the notorious producer. Ooh. Elijah Wood says Weinstein orc intended as a message to sexual predator movie boss. But when you look at this, which is something that I will tweet. Uh, yes, um, sure. <laughs> Mel, take note and maybe put it up on Monday or Tuesday. It actually does look like him. So they've created... Are you a Lord of the Rings fan at all? No. Well, I am. Yes. And I used to, back when I was in the office, I used to take a day off in October, towards the end of October, uh, and I'd sit in my onesie and I'd um, surround myself with snacks and I would watch all three episodes director's cut of lord of the rings but you like can, you a, can, so now you just don't have to take the day off to do it you just say well yeah i'm working hard on podcasts now today <laughs> <laughs> i am uh, having a yeah no i'm expanding my cultural repertoire so yes, that i can be exactly. better at my job but yeah they have actually uh made an orc uh gothbog who does actually look like weinstein and apparently weinstein was um not just a bit of a sexual predator but he was also apparently a bully to Peter Jackson, if there's one person in the world you shouldn't bully, well, top top 25 list of people you shouldn't bully. Don't bully Peter Jackson. What's wrong with you? He's one of the Jackson Five, is he? Pardon? He one of the Jackson Five. 
He's the sixth Jackson. Okay, fair enough. He's the one that didn't, yes. make, the, didn't make the cut for the group. Went he didn't on, make the cut. And he went so and, and did movies instead. He's so embarrassed. Yeah, he's got one of the best movie franchises of all time. Yeah. So based on the trilogy, Weinstein wanted it to be less than a trilogy, apparently. He wouldn't let him. The Miramax brand wouldn't let Jackson make his trilogy. Like, how else are you going to do a trilogy of books <laughs> in a movie? Which is so three. complicated. Yes. Anyway, Egypt. So um, Weinstein was proven to be absolutely incorrect as uh, Jackson took it elsewhere. And actually, the first movie there, I think that was the first ever date I went on with a boy Ooh. was to see the first Lord of the Rings. And I think he was like, oh, this is exciting. We're on a date. I was like, shut up. I'm in Middle Earth. Do not annoy me for the next three hours. Don't come near me. There was I no snogging at the, in the back row that day. It was, I'm he, watching the movie. You yeah. sit there and shut up. He picked the wrong movie, to be honest. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I did get to dress up. Uh, and dressing up in like 2001 meant you had your kind of elephant flare pants on and your sort of cool. crop top situation with the Ooh. handbag from Monsoon. But you had nothing in the handbag, except you had like a little flip phone or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was a good time. Um, yeah, so Elijah Wood said uh, he is um, happy to talk about it basically now that Weinstein's in jail. Right. <laughs> He's like, oh well. Uh, Won't do me any harm now. Yeah, uh, so the orc was the leader of the army of the Dark Lord Sauron in the final film, Return of the King, for any super fans who want to go and watch that now. Um, and Jackson said that Weinstein was a real bully. But Jackson had the last laugh, obviously, because he made some of the greatest films of all time, which are valued at $2.29 billion at the global box office. So, you know, take that, Mr. Don't Make Three Films. Yeah, and he also got it back on his brothers. Haha, <laughs> Jermaine. Haha, <laughs> Randy. <laughs> I have as much money as you from movies. You can sing away, baby cakes. And that's pop culture. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> no, well, What's hold on. Your current affairs, that's current please. affairs, obviously. That's current affairs, yeah. But um, I didn't expect the Jackson 5 to appear in this, so I'm glad they did. Make the, the Jackson 5 can make an appearance wherever they want. They don't make enough appearances Correct. in current affairs. Uh, segments on radios <laughs> and podca- radio podcasts. Mainly because at least at least one of them is dead at this stage. Um, the current affairs, uh, my current affairs is probably as current affairs as you. Here's the thing, right? I was really busy yesterday and I knocked these things out very quickly at the end of the day. And you I don't forgo- admit that. I've forgotten. No, I'm not going to admit it. I'm telling you, nobody <laughs> else. And and I'd forgotten them. And I looked at the current affairs, the top the top line of it here and said, oh yeah, that was a good one. Um in, in, I'm going to have to read it because I normally kind of tell you it, but I'm going to have to read it because I, I, I just went through it so quickly yesterday. Um, a 10-foot wide house in Boston has sold for $1.25 million. This house is 10 foot wide. It is uh, oh. three... Or it's three or four stories, right? Uh, they say right. it was built. It was built in 1862, either that or 1890. They're not sure. You know the Americans. Hey, it's 1862. It's 1890. Yeah, whatever. Um, the real estate agency calls it the Skinny House. It's a uh, 1,065 square feet, and uh, three. It, it's really, really. I, I got to put up. Actually, I, if if we may not wait for mail, I might put up the picture of this because it's Whoa. it's just it's a 10 foot house. Uh, I it's am amazing. Um, so oh, it's tiny. It is, but it's long. It's pretty. It, it's no. It's just interesting. It's interesting. Yes, it's like the door. I think is at the side, and you just got the windows at the front. 
you wouldn't have room for the door and windows at the front. Um, but but uh, you, the, there's pictures of the inside and like the stairs obviously take up a substantial amount of space inside this 10-foot house so that you can get up to the second and third floor. Um, 50 to 75 people went through the uh, went through the house just photographing it as part as part of their walking tour says the uh, says the guy who was trying to sell it but um it, it sold 1.25 million um that that's it oh hold on no there is more thank god for that i knew it was a bit <laughs> tight uh, the legend is that two brothers inherited the land sometime around the civil war one of them went away to fight and the other came home to find that the older brother had built a house bigger than his share of the land I don't understand this. They sold it to a local family of four who offered the 1.2 million list. The kids are going to have bunk beds and the mother and father are going to be in the master suite next to the private roof deck. Yeah. I'm actually looking at the private roof deck now. Oh, you found it. Good. Yeah, I found it. So I'm looking at the house now. It is skinny. If I had 1.25 million and I needed a house in Boston, it's very pretty. Yeah. But even the windows look out to brick walls of Mm -hmm. the next door home because it's so narrow and the space is so tiny. If I had 1.25 million, I might move a little bit further out of town. But it is pretty. I'll I'll give it to them. It's a pretty house. It's really, really skinny though, isn't it? It's skinny. You wouldn't want to be teaching any yoga classes in there. Exactly. You'd have to teach people in a line. You would. Or, or you? What about? What? I mean, you couldn't have a big TV in there. Like it's done very nicely, but it is. It is skinny. Yes. I can see why people would take photographs of it, but I do like that the Civil War brother, who um, was like my brother, was being a uh, poo head and took my land. He was like, "I'm going to build a house anyway." <laughs> That's kind of funny. Exactly. But what, yeah, God, when you look at the stairs. Yeah. You, you'd want to be in pretty good shape to be walking through this house. Oh, you would. You wouldn't want to be too, you know, rotund because you wouldn't fit. You certainly would not. No, that would be uncomfortable. That's my piece. And that's as good as it gets. That's Again, normally good. normally I do a little bit more research on this, but I was tight for time yesterday. But that this it's more of a it's more of a visual thing than anything else. We will I'll, I'll, I will I'll make a note to put it on Twitter. I won't put it on Twitter, but I'll make a note to put it on Twitter. As you know, podcasts are a visual medium. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very much so, particularly Absolutely. this one. Yes. <laughs> um, now, from from current affairs, which neither of us had a current affairs story. What about no. culture? But they were in reputable publications. Yeah, so exactly. Well, I don't know where mine was. I obviously don't give uh, give give what publication I found it on because I take no notice. You, on the other hand, uh, with your with your multiple degrees, etc., are well used to referencing something, no matter where it came from. I'm just worried that someone's going to be like, "That's my story." Yeah, like they're going to listen to this. It podcast. is your story. I read it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm talking about it. Yeah. Um, this is from the Irish Post. Mm. Uh, and I heard this on Radio 1, in fact, which Ooh. I was listening to when I go to my parents' house. It's just something nice about listening to Radio 1. When I go to my parents' house and it's on, it just feels like, ah, yeah, that's that's what should be on in my parents' house. <laughs> um, so I found it, I don't know, Ray Darcy or someone was talking about the fact that the Lonely Planet has named all these top culinary experiences in the world, the top 500 food experiences. And some Irish food has made it on, but Irish stew has done really well, earning 47th place in the world. Yeah. What about coddle? Pardon? What about coddle? No coddle, but we got black pudding at 458th place. Yeah. And barn brack at 496. Now, I love barn brack because I like finding the ring. Yeah, uh, but uh, that's not a, a Lord of the Rings thing in any way. But I do call it my precious, and I kind of go around stroking it and sort of pretending to be Gollum. But that's just me. 
So yeah, Baron Brack made it on. Don't do the Baron Brack because I don't like the raisins or the the other things. What are they? Raisins or currants? Currants, exactly. And actually, I think mm. I think uh, Kevin did send in uh, Kevin again sent in a thing which we didn't reference, telling us the difference. But um, I can't remember it now. Kevin really should get a job in the production team. He should do, shouldn't he? He does more work he really than we should. do. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the other top. Well, here's the top five. Something called. Some tum from Bangkok in Thailand, which I've never been to. I don't know what that is. Hmm. Beef brisket in Texas, USA. I don't think I'd be into that. I'm not a big beef person. Nah, but it's 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 probably the um, the smoked uh, beef that they do down there, and, and they pull it off the bone. You know, it's 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 uh, pulled, pulled pulled pulled. Would it be pulled beef? Maybe. I or like else it's pulled ribs. things. Yes. I like pulled pork, that it, kind of stuff. I'm not a big meat eater, well, but if I am, I if want to diners, smoke it. Diners, drive-ins and dives has taught me anything, it's that brisket in Texas is all barbecued and pulled off the bone. That does actually sound delicious. <clears throat> does too. Third place, which is probably my first place, sushi from hmm. Tokyo in Japan. Second place, also a big hit with me. Curry laksa from Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. And the, the number one food experience that you can ever have is pinchos in San Sebastian in Spain. Pinchos? Yeah. What's a pincho? It's like a tap. It's like they're like tapas. Yeah. They, they're like kind of, it's like a bite of food. Yeah. A bite of what though? I don't know enough about Spanish food to say, but I feel like there's a... I've definitely had them in pincho bars. So I think it's just like tapas in that you can order a... A load of tapas in general. Different ones. And then oh, gotcha. Kind okay. Of go around. But as, as, I've, as I've probably said before, I don't want... A small plate. I want the biggest plate yes. of food in the house, and I want to eat it all. Yes, and that's what I want. I totally agree with you. I don't. I don't do <laughs> like. I'm not going to share. I've said no, this before. I don't want to. If you want some chips, order some chips. I want or, the ones yeah. I have on my plate. I may leave some. If I do, you can have them then. Weirdly, the only thing that I really get to share is dessert because I never want after a big dinner I never want a huge dessert I want a taste of dessert yeah. so I will share a dessert I will share and I'm not a huge dessert eater but a, a cheese plate and I will share that but don't come for my Irish stew certainly not because I don't want to share it with you especially if you're my husband because he does this thing where he stirs everything up and he like he messes the, the landscape of the food up as yeah. he's taking his bits and it's just the hot bits then I don't he'll dig into a soup he won't like skim the top of it to get the, the cooler part he'll he'll really disturb it and it upsets me I thought you said you were teaching him I'm trying it's a work in progress okay but you have to do like one thing per year if you can learn if you can pick up one <laughs> skill per year a good skill like dishwasher uh, stacking that would be a good skill for but you, you you haven't you haven't is he, is he studying that this year no uh, because I tried that but I, I started too ambitiously yeah I started with that and I shouldn't have. I should have left that for maybe 10 years okay. together. I do. Um, yeah. I remember you telling me that you did You did put him through the diploma on um, on uh, drawers and how to do yeah. your clothes in drawers. Yeah, you, you don't just feck them in, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. You fold them. Yeah. But uh, mine are ridiculously well folded because I like that. That brings me joy. Yes, obviously. Condo. But yeah, I when he moved into the house, I was like, look, we... Maybe we'll fold our clothes. We won't sort of lay them flat. And we'll have categories so that you know where your t-shirts are. Um, so, yeah, he actually picked that up. I'm going to give him a 6 out of 10. I'm going to give him 60%. It's a oh, pass. Oh, very good. Yeah, you got a pass. Yeah, yeah. you got a pass. Yeah. yeah. It's not great, but it's, it's okay. Well, he's still there, isn't he? 
He's still there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I learn things too. I like he's, he teaches me lots of things, like clean as you go as you cook. Whereas I like to cook passionately and spew it everywhere. Oh, interesting. But not anymore. So I clean as I go now. Oh, so as I pick up tips too. Oh, that's very good. And there was me feeling sorry for him totally. No, it's 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 totally it's a two way street. Oh, very good. Happy to hear yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm open to learning. Hmm. Right. As as I take a slurp of tea. Um. <clears throat> Should we should we move Holy on? To, should we move on to culture? Oh no, uh, we've done have culture. Have we? This is the wild card, isn't it? This is. Oh no, it's my culture. culture. It's your Do you know turn. what? I need to follow what, where where we are. <laughs> I forget this what we're here for half the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's my culture. Okay, well let's cut that out and go. Okay, it's time for my culture. Excellent. Yes, well we, remembered, Al. That's it. We leave it in. You have a running order. Clearly. Oh yeah. <laughs> goes without saying I just need to mark it off not exactly 100 years of solitude what is this I don't remember doing this <laughs> it's your culture yeah I know but I don't remember <laughs> what um, is this who's done it? You yeah, did it yeah like I said it was thrown together fairly quickly <laughs> yesterday it's like it was thrown together by somebody else because I have no recollection of this whatsoever and it's very short You've so we're going to have to fill it you projecting again yeah exactly not exactly 100 years of solitude to use the title of a well known novel but the long coronavirus lockdowns gave us a lot more time to read now that sounded like yes. I'd actually read that before yeah, and it is kind of ironic because it is about reading, but you didn't read it. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah, that, I like that. I like irony. The next piece, I think, is what I was getting to. As a result, sales of physical books rose strongly. In the UK, 202 million paperbacks and hardbacks were sold in 2020. And that was the first time that sales passed the 200 million mark since 2012. Similar in the US, sales hit 751 million last year, highest figure since 2009. I know you love books. Oh, um, I do. I actually have a podcast called We Love Books. You do indeed. It's for kids. Yeah, well, still, it's, it's <laughs> a podcast. I don't think I read anymore during the... I think I think I have my reading set up. You read a lot anyway, don't you? I read... Um, if I get to a coffee shop by myself during the day, God, I love to sit down and read. Uh, but if I don't, I'll always read before bed. See, I don't read as much now, and I'll tell you why. Because, well, I'm spending a lot of time on the phone. Even when I was on holiday, I used to read a lot, and I still bring books. I don't get to them because I have all the all the newspaper apps on my phone. Yes. Right. So I'll do, say, the Irish Times. I'll do the the London Times, which is a brilliant read. Um, is they're, it? They're, hands up, they're they're a client as well. But it's it's you know it 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 is a great newspaper. I have the Indo on there. I have the because of what we do here, we have subscriptions to the papers. Um, and on the beach, instead of reading books, or on the plane, instead of reading books, I was reading the newspapers. If you were to read a book, what genre of literature would you select? Kind of lad stuff. I do biographies and uh, stuff like that. Do you do crime? Not really. I did the the um, what was the dragon tattoo thing, which was really really oh, yes. cool. I love that. Yeah, so, that's no, great. I don't fiction. I just don't really. I not not really. Fair enough. Uh, you know what you like. You have your paper subscriptions. Well, let let me t- let me tell you what I brought. I brought with me this time when I was away a couple of weeks ago. I brought Paul McGrath's biography, which my brother gave to me about three years ago, and I still haven't read. Um, I brought Luke O'Neill's Never Mind the Box. Here's the science, and I brought um, the jockey. Um, oh, what's his name? He retired. He was the the, the McManus jockey. Um, it's not Ruby Walsh or someone. No, it's it's not Ruby. It's the other one. I don't know one. anything about. Uh, Twitter, I and I, I should and I, I I can see him in my head. But his biography was out last year, um, but I didn't get to read any of them. That's fair enough. 
you relax, you had a good time, you're on the beach. I think that is more than but, more than anyone. But I was reading all the time. I was reading reading the newspapers because I like the Guardian. Yeah, I don't have a subscription to it, so it, it's a good uh, good cultural. You can only do so much of it. Exactly. No, that is good. That's true. But I think I I do need to start reading books again because I do enjoy reading books. Do you read any on your uh, on your? You don't have a Kindle or a tablet or any of those things. Do you? I do actually have a Kindle. I got given a Kindle. Sorry, a Barry nice Garrity. Gift. Barry Garrity. That's who it was. Well done. I feel like I've never ever heard of that person ever. Uh, sometimes a fantastic when I jockey. when I think of my sporting knowledge, it makes me actually embarrassed. Hmm. But uh, but that's the way it is. I do have a Kindle. I I don't really use. I like a physical book. Yeah, I'm actually on the same. Yeah, I just the feel of it. Dave is hugely into. He loves secondhand books because he loves um, knowing that someone else has been through them and loves them and all that kind of things. He's I can't get him out of chapters. When chapters it's open. is great, but I mean, there's so there's great value in there, and and you pick up you pick up some great books as well that you wouldn't necessarily see in in yeah. normal bookshops because they're old. And I also like trashy books too. I love trashy crime. <laughs> really into it. Yes. Yes, and a stupid biography. I like a real, like, dumb celebrity biography, as dumbed down as possible. Oh, I love it. Kim Kardashian it. biography. That would be up my alley. I am not sorry. I like the good stuff as well, but uh, I like the chewing them too. Yeah, there you go. That's my, that, that was my culture, and I'm glad we got five minutes out of that. <laughs> Considering I couldn't remember even doing it. Yeah, I didn't read more during the pandemic. But I, re- I suppose I have my reading thing set up and I like audiobooks a yeah, lot. I listen yeah. to audiobooks a lot. And you, well, well, you read a lot already, so you probably couldn't fit more reading time in. I'd love to read more. If I had a more boring job, if I didn't really enjoy what I do, I'd read more. Hmm, there you go. There you go, yes. Right, I'm going to get it right this time. What's your wild card? Wild card, Woohoo, Al. yeah. Woohoo, you've listened to this podcast from breakingnews.ie. <laughs> Hollywood A-listers gather on Ackle Island as two international films shoot. That's cool for them. I like when people get a bit of excitement for yeah. the day. We had a, an scary. I've got loads of Hollywood glitz and glam. Now we've got two films. So Hollywood has arrived en masse. I'm counting Mayo's Ackle Island, which I haven't been to in years, and I always threaten to go to every year because it's so great. But uh, two of my ultimate faves, Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell, are currently there. Stuck, stuck, stuck. Yep. Uh, filming uh, Martin McDonough's latest film, which is called The Banshees of Vina Sharon. Right. Sharon and a Sharon. Yeah. But I guess we'll find out when it comes out. Um, we also have Dunkirk star Barry Keoghan and Kerry Condon, who starred in the 19, no, in the 2019 film Dream Man. So they're all in Ackle having a great time doing their film. There's also another film. Uh, well, that film is about two friends who find themselves at an awkward time in their relationship. One no longer wants to be friends, which I imagine is awkward on an island. Yes. is It It sounds a bit, oh, to be sure, to be sure, I'll fight you for it, sir. It does, but it's Martin McDonough, so you know it's going to be dark. Okay. So that would be interesting. Uh, so then we have a joint Irish and film production called My Sailor, My Love, also being shot around the island. And it is starring Scottish actor James Cosmo. So all kinds of things going down in Ackle Island currently. And some fabulous beaches. Loads of the islanders are being cast as extras on both films. So that's fun. That is that's fun. That's my wild card. It's, it's bleak there, though. It's, it's during the winter. I remember doing a gig there years and years and years ago when I used to be someone. Um, when we were doing Atlantic 252, we did someone. a thing down there in, there in a nightclub. Huh? Who are you again? Oh, yes, exactly. Um, but it, it was October, the October bank holiday weekend. And it was dark and it was it was pretty bleak. <laughs> I'd love to go. I remember 
having the time of my life there at an Irish, an Irish college. I want to be sure. Sorry. And it was great. Oh. And I think it was 14 or something, and there were, were boys there, and it, that was cool Ooh. at the time. <laughs> Neve talking to boys. Yeah, I didn't really know how to like. I didn't know like how to talk to them or what what to do, but I definitely knew that there was something there that I was at some point going to realize how to be interested in. <laughs> it was just a sort of a like, hmm, there's something here. I can't put my finger on it, but there's also really cool beaches. So I've always, I, I always, I threatened to go every year, and I rarely make it. Yeah, you would have been a novelty to chaps at that at that age because you had lived abroad and you probably had a, a strange had a weird accent, accent had a exactly. British accent, sort of, yeah. sort of American, sort of British accent. Yeah. yeah, you would have been a novelty. You would have been, you would have been a good catch now in those days, Neve. Well, I was such a dork though because I hadn't done Irish like everybody else had done Irish in school. I had picked it up late, so to me it was kind of exciting, and I was like, oh, we could learn some more of this language, and um, yeah. That was, that's not really the vibe. It was exciting. (laughs) I liked languages. Yeah, but everyone was sick of Irish, but I wasn't because it's kind of new. And exciting. And exciting. Oh, yeah. It was a dish dish go on a Friday. Even when you said it, your your face lit up, your little face. And (laughs) I just said, God almighty. Yes, you were a dork then and uh, uh, that's why. I remain one. What? I remain one. Oh, not at all. (laughs) You've turned cool, man. I think it's gone the other way. I think you can. I think when you get older, you can be so uncool that it actually comes full circle and you find your people. <laughs> yes. And then you're like, ah, I have acceptance here. Yeah, everyone else it's in good. Ireland hated the language because it was bet into them, but there's Neve. I chose to do it. I didn't even have to do it yeah. for many years. Yeah, I chose to do it and I really enjoyed it. All right. And did you ask to go to the Gale Talk or were you sent? Um, it was just something that the other girls who I was friends with oh, were right, there doing. We go. Uh, so it was a it was a coming of age experience. Wasn't your mother and father just trying to get rid of you for three weeks? Probably a bit of that as well. Possibly. They still had my brother though. My brother was the Hellraiser. <laughs> okay. So yeah. It gave them more time. If to... it was going to get rid of one, I mean, I was the easier kid probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Haven't met your brother, but uh, that that says he's something a, about him. If you were cool the easier guy. kid. <laughs> I was definitely the easier kid. Turlux led the interesting life, but I was the easier kid. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, now he's cool if there's one person in our family he's, my, my brother is very cool good we must have yeah. him as a guest uh, yeah he's probably too cool to want to be a guest on any podcast ever it's like post podcast uh, okay <laughs> well then probably off surfing somewhere well then we don't want him sharks. well then we don't yeah. want him on the, on the how's that for you are you stalling so that you don't have to do your wild card no we've already got to 30 my wild card is, is not going to happen <laughs> oh, no. I will give you a hook for it though because it's, it's not bad it's um, it's Podcast, it's, a, it's about bad. it's about phrases. Oh, I love phrases and how they came about. I love etymology and the origin of phrases. You see, and nobody else would know that that was the word that explained it except you off the top of your head. And that's why that's it's, why you, that's why all those years spent in the Geltoc were worth it. All those years. I know it's not Irish, but the um. The funny thing is, I was actually going to do that exact same thing because I learned how the phrase "the penny dropped" came yep. into being this week, and I was thinking uh, oh, that'd be that'd be something you could do for a wild card. So I nearly did it. You could, but well, then I didn't. I have it's a bit evergreen, but I'm one, glad I didn't because you're doing it. One, two, next three, week. four, five, six, seven. I've eight of them here. I will look forward to those next week. They're not that good, but you know, but it's worth a hook. It's worth a hook. Listen, the That's last good. time I hooked something over three or four weeks, it just turned out not to be that good. So I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not was. gonna. Well, I'm not gonna hype this one too much. <laughs> well, I look forward to it. Exactly, you'll love it. That's the main thing. Yes. And there's eight of them, and you love a list. 
I love a list, I love a phrase, mm-hmm. and I love the origin of words. <laughs> exactly. Right. That is our lot. That feels like a lot. I feel like we got a lot in. We got loads in. And yeah. not much of a delay on the on the line this week. Um, and no squeaking from my dog. She no, I'm a bit disappointed in that because that that's how we started off with the squeaky the squeaky toy. Well, we've got this now. This is a, an old. Oh my god, she's actually gotten all the plastic off. But I hope she's not swallowing that. And um, she's for the last three or four weeks. She, her favorite toys are the toys she finds for herself. Yeah. Because she's an independent woman. She needs no man. Um, but she does like men. But this is a washing bag thingy. Oh, yeah, she I see it, yeah. My mom's, she used to put um, tablets, like washing tablets in it, and yeah. she swiped it, and she's been chewing it diligently. It's her favorite toy. So she just sat on my foot the whole time chewing this bag, and now she's made off with the plastic bit on top. So now I have to go and save her from that piece of plastic, which is sad because it was her favorite piece of plastic. Well, you're going to have to go and get I'm another one of those bags. Yeah. yeah. No, I will get her another bag, yeah. <laughs> get her another bag for Christmas. Yeah, oh, we're Stevie. Exactly. Yeah. Right, that's our lot. Um, your suggestions or stories for next time, welcome look at it, uniquemedia.ie. Follow us on Twitter at look at podcast. Subscribe, subscribe even, and leave a rating or review on your podcast platform of choice. That's it. That's it. We are <laughs> done. <laughs> Chat to you. You're all done. Yeah, indeed. I've been called worse. <laughs> uh, I'm Neve Bennett. And or Mac Manus. I go by either. I yeah, think. exactly. And we'll chat to you next week. See you then, bye. Lucas. 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 We listen. Produced by Unique Media.